Hey, everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right. Welcome Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. To another podcast. Another podcast, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And And we will rejoice. And be glad in it. it. Yes, we will. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So, although we could probably continue talking about behind the scenes, because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. (laughs) In married life. uh, We are switching gears this week. India, tell them what we will be discussing this week. We are going to be discussing children. Children. Children in marriage. Children, yes. Children, children, children. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How do you want to start us off, dear? Well, I thought we would start off, um, give us scripture first. Scripture first, excuse me. Because in Psalm 127 and 3, it says, children are a gift from the Lord. Um, They are a reward from him. Mm. So just... That'll be our foundation. The children are gifts from the Lord. Yes. But they have the worst timing. I know I've said that before, but children have the worst timing. Oh my God. It's like sitcoms. Um, like a sitcom with children in the house. So um just to start off with children are a gift from the Lord. I don't I don't know if we look at it sometimes as children being a gift um, from God sometimes, uh, because a lot of times your child uh, is a lot like you, not you. I'm saying you, but um, the spouse or the mother or father. Like they said, the apple doesn't fall yeah, off from the tree. Yeah. And when, when you're living in the house with a child that has the same, your same personality um, as one of the parents, that can cause friction in and of itself. But I'm 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 getting ahead of myself because mm-hmm. we we are I got already into the teenage years. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um if you start from just um conversation again getting back to communication um I guess will probably this will probably this question would be geared more toward the singles. Um but have you decided to have or not have children or even married couples. So married mm-hmm. couples may have, you know, maybe they haven't had that conversation or thought, you know, we'll figure it out as we go along. Um, but have you had that discussion? Do you know, do you want to have children yes. and do you not want to have children? And one of the things I, it hit me when I was um, upstairs, uh, preparing as we would for the podcast. Um, I got to find the scripture where in Genesis, where God told um, Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Yes. Be fruitful and multiply. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was a command. That wasn't a, that wasn't a, if you feel like it, you know, an option. Yeah. It wasn't an option. That, that was a command, be fruitful and multiply. Now, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say as I'm not your pastor, 
And I have the personality of I just ask questions. Why? That's that gets me in trouble sometime. A lot of times because I I have that personality. I'm like, why we do this? Why? Why did that happen? But because this is a marriage podcast and earlier in previous podcasts, we were talking about some of the commands God gave the husband. Love your wife, wife, um, uh, submit to, submit your, to your own husband. Mm-hmm. And those were commands. And it was like, you don't have an option. That's that's just how God created things. That's the order. That's the order. Mm-hmm. So when we get to children. There are people that say, I do not want children. But if the command was be fruitful and multiply and you say, I don't want children, then are you going against the will of God? Again, I'm just putting this out there. I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just putting it out there in podcast land because that's my personality. That's how I think. And I think some that sometimes um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. I'm not your pastor. If you decided not to have children, that's your option. That's your choice. Um, but I don't know if I don't know if it's right or wrong. Again. I, w- I would dare say with with that thought in mind that just like we pray about everything else, mm-hmm. that's something that married couples should pray about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God, is it your will for us to have children? Um, if so, how many children, Lord, are you going to allow us to be gifted with? And should we pursue having that amount of children? And it doesn't necessarily mean biological children. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could mean adoption. That could mean, um, you know, being a, a surrogate parent, a godparent. Or You're reading my notes? Not at all. I didn't read your notes at all. All Um, But I think it's just important that we pray about, I'm getting ahead of myself, obviously, or ahead of you. No, no. (laughs) We're not even realizing. We just just talking. Um, But I think it's important to pray about that Mm -hmm. and have that conversation with your spouse and have that conversation with the Lord. So you got to communicate. It comes back to you got to communicate. You got to communicate, not just with your spouse, but communicate with God. So that God can communicate with you. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, it's Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done and in I, my life, in my marriage. And I think sometimes when couples have those conversations, and I'm going to ask you um, for your opinion on this, if they don't come in agreement on whether they should or should not have children, let's just say they're they're single, they're dating, maybe engaged. They come to you like, well, we can't agree whether to have children, not have children. What would be your advice at that particular point in time if they're not married? My advice would be don't get married. My advice would be don't stay in that relationship if the end goal is marriage. Um, Because you don't want to be unequally yoked with someone if you're desire is to have children, Mm -hmm. whether you're the male or the female, um, because it can go either way, Mm -hmm. then don't assume that you could change that person's mind when you get married, or they're going to be so in love with you that they're going to decide, oh, now all of a sudden I want to have children. Mm -hmm. And you're setting yourself up for 
disappointment. You're setting yourself up for conflict. You're setting yourself up for disappointment and, you know, strife in the marriage. You're already going into it the wrong way. If you guys are not in agreement, I would say if that's your deal breaker, if you're dead set on having children and the person that you're with is dead set on not having children, then I would say you should end it there because now you're just wasting each other's time. But what if they in in agreement about everything else Doesn't and matter. they just, you know, it's just this this children thing. We just we just not on the same page. She want to have kids. I don't want to have kids or, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like, you know, I prayed to God and God said, you the person for me. Mm. And, you know, we've heard that before. We've heard that. <laughs> You're the one for me, but I don't want to have children. And she does. Or like you said, vice versa. And, you know, they'll change their mind. Both spouses may be thinking that, you know, the one that wants children, the one that doesn't want children, they'll change their mind. And then, like you said, somebody's going to get frustrated in a year or a couple of years. Right. And so if y'all going to change your mind, change your mind before you get married and then come back together. If God meant for y'all to be together, then y'all are going to be together. But those are things that need to be resolved before you get married. God didn't, maybe God didn't say that you're getting married to that person now. Maybe that's later down the road. Maybe there are some things that you all individually still have to work out before you can come together. I'm I'm not one to tell somebody what God told them. You know, if God told you that that's the one for you, more power to y'all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you also want to make sure that y'all are in agreement on certain issues and make sure that the timing is right for that marriage and then everything will line up. So... That's for um, single people. So how would you, if I was married, or if we had a married couple came to you and said, hey, we've been married two years, three years, and -and so-and-so wants to have children, and I don't, how how would you, what would be your advice? Well, it depends. See, now that you're married, you got to start looking at the roles and the responsibilities of each spouse. So if it's the husband who's saying, I want children, or it's the husband who says, I don't want children, the wife is going to have to ultimately submit under his headship. Um, If it's vice versa, um, the woman wants children Mm -hmm. and, well, it could be the same thing, pretty much what I just said. But I think ultimately... The man has the ultimate decision. But I would say this, if it's the husband, don't harden your heart. If the wife feels so strongly about it, you guys need to go to the Lord in prayer. Again, I'm going to go back to that. That's important to pray and seek God's face because just because you have decided you don't want to have children, man, and you are the head of the house, and ultimately that is is supposed to be the final decision. You need to be open to hearing your wife. You need to be open to that idea. You need to be open to that opportunity and you need to pray and be open to God's voice. If he says, yes, now's the time, you know, your wife is hearing from me. Um, It's time for you guys to have children. 
So I think, again, it goes back to communication. It goes back to praying. And it goes back to you guys having um, unity and harmony in that house Mm -hmm. and also uh, submitting one to another. So, and when you, to come back to something you said a few minutes ago, when you were talking about um, people coming together, taking the single people, taking a break, coming back together. And this is something, you know, we've said before on this podcast and in classes we've taught is that you can marry the right person, but you can marry the right person at the wrong time. And there's a process that we all have to go through that we all individually um, that we need to go through. And if you come together before each of you have gone through your uh, particular season of being single, then you're going to um, uh, mess up the process. Uh, that's not the word I'm looking for, but you'll 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 put you the timing of the process, or you may the process may be longer, the process may be shorter. But when you start putting your will and what you want to do ahead of what God um, ordained for you and your spouse, then you start um, interjecting and. And it's it's never a good thing because God's God's will is perfect and we can only see as far as we can see. And so um when you would now flip going fast forward to the uh to the couples, to to those that are married, and if they did not have that conversation prior to marriage about, hey, let's have children, or I don't want to have children, how many, when, so on and so forth. My personal opinion, again, I'm not your husband. I'm not your husband. <laughs> I'm not your pastor. I'm your husband. Uh, but I'm not your pastor. But I, I would think if whoever doesn't want to have children, if you're, if you're going to be in this marriage and you're saying, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out one, one way or another, um, I would say whoever does not want to have children, again, I'm not counseling anybody. This is just my opinion. I don't know anybody's situation. I would say the husband would probably be more responsible for the birth control aspect of it because I'm pretty sure y'all still going to have sex, Um, make love, whatever you want to call it, whoopee, husband, wife, time, relations, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> relations? Do people still say that? Relations? Uh, I, was, I saw uh, Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy movie, but anyway. Um but I would just say if you're not if you're not um if you're the one and again I'm talking to to husbands and wives now. If in my opinion, again, I'm prefacing what I'm saying, I'm not your pastor. I'm not your deacon, I'm not your elder, I'm just a dude on the podcast and God's blessed. But I would say honestly, if you don't want to have children, then you would be the one responsible for for doing the birth control because I'm pretty sure y'all as my mom, my mother would say, y'all not, one person's not sleeping in the tub. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, and he, these are, these are hard conversations to have. And then I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. Um, it's not black or white. There's a lot of gray area when it comes to this particular subject, especially in, in marriage, because we found out, that, you know, people say they talk about things, but they don't either talk about everything because 
There's no way you could talk about everything prior to getting married, mm-hmm. prior to getting married, or they don't come to an agreement before they get married that this is what we're going to do. And I know in our case, we said we wanted to have our kids five years apart. We did. Yeah. I don't recall that. I remember that. I don't remember that. I remember that. that. I remember that. I, Family, I'm telling y'all, we had that conversation. I don't remember that conversation. Oh, uh, maybe I remember. two, three years apart. No, it was five, five years. Uh, it was five years. It was okay. five years. If and he if he says so. No, no, I'm I'm, but, psst, I'm oh, I remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. Because every five years, you know, one kid was going in daycare and another one was being popped out. Yeah, I think it just worked out that we didn't have two kids in pampers at the same say, time. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's and and that was a blessing because I don't even know how much diapers cost today. And that's why that's why it's so important to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. The, the cost of child care, are yeah. you gonna stay home and work? And you know, how many years apart we're gonna have the children? Um, because yeah. It it worked out. So if Doug says we had that conversation, yeah. I guess we did. I don't remember that, y'all. Oh. But um, it worked out having our kids five years apart because we never had two kids in diapers at the same time. Couldn't afford it. Uh, <laughs> or on formula, doing bottles. Two car seats, two. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and, tired just thinking about it. Yeah. And like you said, uh, having having kids now depending on where you live. And, you know, I know the whole COVID thing, a lot of people are home, but prior to COVID, you had to make a decision, a determination of was one person going to go to work or was one person going to stay home and watch Mm -hmm. the children. And I know in my line of work, because we're 24 hours, you know, seven days a week, some of the people who um, report to me, they work overnight so they can save money on childcare. So that's a whole, that's a whole nother, um, discussion that you have to have. And, you know, and again, th- it comes back to the very first podcast series we did was on communication. Everything in marriage is pretty much going to come back to communication. And this is something that, you know, you have to talk about, you have to discuss and, you know, how many children are we going to have? You want one, you want two, some people want a big family. Um, some people want a small family. Here's another one that just kind of popped in my head. What if you both want children, but you find out you can't? You was reading my notes. What if somebody is, um, the the woman is unable to conceive or mm-hmm. the husband has a low sperm count or something mm-hmm. of that nature? How do you handle that? And you're already married, and you should yeah. already be married if you're yeah if you to, if you if that, to yeah. that point <laughs> <laughs> you're out there trying to have children doing what yeah. what what you do you you better be married you should be, um, but that's a conversation that you need to have too. But like you said, you there's there's ways you can adopt if you so yes. choose to. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you can do the foster parent. Yes, if you so choose to, because there are so many children out there who need homes. So. Yeah. I mean, there there are ways to to give love to a child if you're not able to conceive or have a child, like mm-hmm. you said. And the, these are tough conversations. You know, just the fact that, you know, the doctor um, would have to tell one of you that you can't have 
a child. Mm-hmm. And then um, for whatever reason, I'm not saying don't use your faith. Um, we are a faith believing couple, Renee and I. Yes. We totally, you know, we will t- stand in agreement with you if it's your um, if it's your belief that you will conceive and have a child or produce a child, then we, we are totally touch and agree, you know, with you and, and we'll put you, we don't even know who you are, but we will definitely pray for you yes. that, you know, you will have that child. Yes. And we but, know God is able. Yeah. There we know. Yeah. Plenty of uh, scriptures in the Bible where there were uh, barren women, uh, Rachel yeah. being one of them who couldn't conceive and prayed and prayed and prayed and eventually was able uh, to give birth mm-hmm. to uh, the 12 tribes. The, yeah. the um, So wow. not the 12 tribes, but the, <laughs> you know what I'm, you, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to, I'm trying to condense what I'm okay. trying to say, but she had the children that come from. She had uh, Jacob and she had a couple because Leah had a couple. Right, and right, Leah right, had a few. Right. Yes, Leah had a well, couple. Yeah, Leah was popping the popping yeah, the babies. Out. I think a handmaid or two had some. I don't know. UCBI. Yes. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> we digress. Let me let me do my homework on that. I know what I was okay. trying to say, but it wasn't mm-hmm. coming out right. But anyway, Rachel was barren, and yeah. then uh, she was disappointed because her sister was able to have all these children. Yes, and so eventually. God blessed her. He opened up her womb, the Bible says, and she was able to have children. Yeah. Um, so it is possible. And Sarah. And Sarah, who was, what, 99 years old? She was up there. She was in the 90s. She was up there. Um, so God is able. Mm-hmm. If he did it before, he'll do it again. It just has to be in his timing. Or you might have to consider infertility. You may have to consider going to a fertility clinic and uh, going about it that way. So there, and that's again, something you got to pray about. Yeah. That's something you have to factor in to having children. And um, Hannah, she had, um, she wasn't able to produce a child. She had a child, I believe. I want to say, she's, oh, don't get me. Don't get me. I'm, it's a child. Um, she had a prophet because it gave, Oh my God, Lord Jesus! I'll find that scripture. Hannah had a baby, but we have um, never we have never professed on this podcast that we are Bible scholars. No, we haven't. Let's let's just put that out there. <laughs> Do we read our word? Yes. Do we study the word? Yes. Are we Bible yeah. scholars? No, we are not. No, we're not. We're still growing every day. So but, y'all pray for us. <laughs> but yes, pray for us. Pray for us. But for those of you who who are since we're talking about you know if you want to have children and you can't, I would say that would be my, my suggestion is find scriptures. Those three, those three women, they were all in the old Testament and they couldn't have children until the Lord, you know, blessed them to have children. And so um, for any, for anything you're going through, any type of um, test you may be going through, this is something and I know I'm getting off topic. This is something I learned is that you got to find scriptures about that subject to help you through. Mm. And, you know, I can't go through every topic or every, um, what's the word, look, test, because I don't know them all. But there, there's a scripture that you can find in the Bible 
that you can hold on to that when somebody wakes you up in the middle of, middle of the night, you know, you that's your scripture. That's your go-to scripture. Yeah, the promises in his word yes. that, you could, that you could lean on and that you should. Mm-hmm. You should have um, what we like to call it is written. You need yep. to have you some it is written so that when the enemy tries to come against you, just like he tempted Jesus in the wilderness and Jesus had a word for every temptation the mm-hmm. devil threw at him. And he said, it is written. So you need to have your proclamations of it is written that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. It is written that I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved us. It is written that all things work together for the good of those who love Lord and who are called according to his purpose. You got to have those words right there in hidden in your heart so that when those temptations come and when those different uh, tests come and those adversities and those temptations come, you have a word of God that you can just just spew out your mouth at the enemy. I like how you just do the word proclamation out there. You got to have these proclamations. Yeah, declaration, decree and declare God's word <laughs> over that situation. <laughs> <laughs> Told y'all she's more spiritual than I am. If you say so, dear. <laughs> I I say so. So um yeah, these are these are um excellent suggestions for those that, you know, want to have children, but for whatever reason you can't have children. We know people who had surrogates and people who adopted and you know, so on and so forth. So you just have to again communicate with your spouse. These are conversations that you must have. It cannot be, I don't want to talk about it, you know, because not talking about it isn't really helping the situation. And, you know, God's giving you a spouse. He gave you a mouth and he gave you two ears. So the, the spouse you communicate with, the two ears, you should be listening twice as much as you talk. Mm. And just, you, you're going to have to talk in it. And if you have to get someone else involved, um, counsel, uh, mentors, whether it's your pastor or somebody, you know, then as by all means, go ahead and, and do it. But not talking about it, that's just causing cracks in the foundation of your marriage. And so you, you have to talk about it. You have to put it out there in the open because um, each of you are having thoughts and ideas in your head and you're not communicating with the other and it's not fair. It's not fair to your spouse for you to have this whole picture and whole movie playing in your head about what he said or what he's going to think and so on and so forth. But you need to sit down and have a real deep one-on-one conversation. And so we were still talking about um, when we were talking about how many children are we going to have I I thought about us and before we got married or right after we got married, you had a conversation with my mom and you told her how many kids you wanted to have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that changed real quick. (laughs) What did I say? I wanted to have five or eight. You you said eight. I said eight. You said eight. I wanted to have 
five boys and three girls. Oh my what goodness! What in the world was I talking about? And I don't even know what my mother said. Young but. teenage girl, and this is I'm talking to a woman who had five kids, so she's probably like, "Yeah, right. <laughs> Come talk to me. Come see me after you have one." Oh, yes. to have eight kids? Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, we, we got pretty close. We got <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty close. That's pretty close. That's close enough. But um, these are all things, you know, conversations that you need to have if you're co-parenting. How do you how do you co-parent? Um, blended families. How do we handle that? Mm. You know, how do we discipline the children? Oh, well, we're we going to have to save that discipline one for a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll handle the discipline later. But somebody, uh, in another podcast, we'll, we'll talk about when we went to a, a church. We <laughs> visited a church. Oh, Lord, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. Oh, my well, goodness. We, we at least can't say the name. Oh, no, I don't even remember the name of the church. Oh, I just know we Lord visited a church. Jesus. But how how do you handle co-parenting? You know. Um, how do you handle, how do you want to raise your children? Are you are you going to discipline? Yeah. Are you going to punish? Are you, do you want to send them to private school? Do Probably, you want to homeschool? Yeah. It's so many different things to consider and to factor in when you have children because it, it just changes the dynamic of the home. Yeah. But I do want to say this. Um, it's important that when you do have children, for those of you who choose and the Lord chooses for you and you have children, um, don't allow your children to come between you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. You and your spouse need to have what Doug and I like to call a united front. Um, and in some cases, like the young people used to say back in the day, you might be fronting you. It meaning you may not really be totally in agreement, mm-hmm. but you present yourselves that way in front of the children, and you don't allow them to cause division between because they you will. because they will. And it's not that they are intending to; they're just intending to get their way, and they know which parent they could play and which parent they could get over with. And so you have to make sure that you all are in the same in sync yeah. in this on the same page so that the children don't do that because the reality of it is you you committed to your your spouse till death do you part and so when you grow old together God willing those children are going to move out they done used Perfectly, you and hopefully. used you and abused you <laughs> <laughs> misused you and all of that stuff and they move out and now you have tension between the one that you're spending the rest of your life with or if you don't have tension you don't even know the person that you uh, married because everything was always about the children mm. and you didn't take the time to build your relationship and I know you love your child you love your children um, but like Renee said, they're, they're going to move out at some point in time. You know, that that was my whole, you know, for our three boys. I'm like, raise them so they can go on and do their own thing. And, you know, you raise them, raise up a child in the way that he should go or he or she, she should go. 
and we did our best and, you know, they make their decisions. They, you know, whether getting coming back to discipline, one of the things in our house was there's always ramifications and repercussions mm-hmm. to your actions. The actions. Uh-huh. There's the always, R&Rs. yep, ramifications and repercussions. And, you know, one parent will probably be more of the disciplinarian than the other. And so the ch- the children know who to go to, like you said, to play off each other. Mm-hmm. I'm a, you know, I'm gonna go talk to daddy because I want to go, you know, here I want to go to the mall and I want to stay out late. Yeah, because mommy is a little stricter when it comes to hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> so these are all. Um, we could go on and on and on to the break of dawn, but we could. <laughs> but these are just you know some of the things we'll be talking about in the next few weeks. And, um, I just, I don't want to, I'm not sure how I want to end, but I do want to do this because I went, I took the liberty of pulling it up. Uh, Rachel, so I can correct myself, had two children, just like Doug said, she had Joseph and Benjamin and Leah, she had seven, one, two, three, four, seven children, Dinah, Judah, Reuben, Levi, Simeon, Issachar, and Zebulun. So, and those were, um, they were sisters. But again, Rachel was the one who was barren while Leah was knocking out all these children or popping (laughs) popping out all these children. Um, And so Leah had seven and Rachel eventually did have two children. And for Hannah... She's the mother of Samuel. Of Samuel. I was going to. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I got right. your back. All right. Thank you. I don't want people to think I'll just be making stuff up, which I do, you, but not about does. this. Yes. Not about this, but yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He likes to make stuff up, y'all. I do. <laughs> he will make a great storyteller. <laughs> That's why I don't have no problem typing papers. Uh, <laughs> so we get way off subject. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, um, that was what I that, wanted to okay. provide. So anyway, I will, since my husband said he doesn't know how to end, I will say this. Whatsoever you do, pray without ceasing. The word declares in Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. Um, so whatever, whether you're single, um, well, if you're single, Pray about if you want children, and if that's a deal breaker for you, for your um, spouse that you're believing God for, and if it is, don't settle. And for those of you who are married and you don't have children yet, um, pray about having children, the timing, and getting into agreement. And if you have children, pray about getting into agreement about how you want to raise those children. It's important to pray. It's important to communicate. It's important to be in one mind and one accord and get into agreement with one another. Well, until our next podcast. Peace, love, and blessings. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any 
questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss, you may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.